Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Nation Under Whiskey. I'm your host, Heida Mueller-Hatton, and I'm joined today, as always, by my friend and fellow whiskey widow, Tamara Johnston-Yellen. Today, we interview two whiskey files whose favorite hobbies include abandoning their families for whiskey, <laughs> uh, spending their children's college money on whiskey, out. sending their uh, wives food porn when they're on the road, even though they're eating box mac and cheese. One of them is smarter <laughs> than the other because one of them knows not to do that. One of them knows his oh, wife does not want to hear about the fun he's having. <laughs> Uh, then one of them needs to teach the other. <laughs> I, I I feel like maybe I'm the smart one. Am I the smart one in this scenario? Now you are. Now yes. I'm the in smart that, one. In, that, okay. in this one specific Before scenario. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. Well, well then. We, we appreciate our listener fan base and that you come for the knowledge that we drop and stay for the clit jokes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> clit jokes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> Our guests today are two fellows that started a collaboration 10 years ago. They are pretty well known in the whiskey circles, but maybe even better known for their dick jokes. Glad you added jokes onto the end of that part. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> They're well known for the You're not well known for the dicks. <laughs> you guys may think you are. Wow. Why was that person calling me John Holmes the other week? Is that taking a turn? Who's John Holmes? It's just somebody else. Oh, tomorrow. Who's John Holmes? <laughs> Who's John Holmes? Someone has some homework to do tonight. Wow. <laughs> some really some unpleasant some John homework. Holmes work. <laughs> yes. Is, the worst homework is, is ever. Is star of some sort? Yeah. yeah. I only know Ron John. Ron John. Wait, yeah, I think you mean only Ron Jeremy. The cousin of okay. a friend. As opposed to Paul John. That's a whiskey yeah. joke. Our whiskey listeners are loving it right now. Hmm. Paul John? Like as in the Pope? No, that's John Paul. <laughs> 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 Out of my element here. <laughs> that was good. So we're we're v- really excited to be on on your show today. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having us. It's it's an honor. Uh huh. Um, it's it's nice that we were finally able to fit you two in. <laughs> That's the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh wait, yeah. that that wasn't a clit joke. <laughs> hey, no. we are known for our dick <laughs> jokes. <laughs> jokes. <Yeah. laughs> So uh, speaking of which, maybe we, that's where we should uh, jump in. So you have a love of saying chin-chin at the end of every podcast. And are you aware that chin is penis in Japanese? <laughs> and are you aware that you're essentially saying dick-dick? Is that by design? Or is it just because it's all about the dicks with you two? Wow. You know, I, Jason, you're, you're the <laughs> one the who started it with the chin-chin. Is, is it a Japanese reference? Is it like, I don't know was, where chin-chin comes from. To be quite honest, yeah, that, that was that was never my intention. Let me just be crystal clear from the from the very get go. It was here. just a whimsical coincidence. Yeah, two chins. Yeah, I never really thought of any Asian component to that. It's just chin chin is. You've got me thinking though, because clearly it comes from the English, and and the English travelled when they were building their empire, and uh, yeah, I wonder if there's a wrinkle that that they're making there, potentially. Why is it clearly from the English? Chin chin, Scots don't really say chin chin. It's like tickety boo. I might say it all the time, but it, yeah. But why is it? Is chin chin actually English? Yeah. But okay. what is it like? Chin chin just means bye bye. It means bye bye. All right. But click, now we're click. talking entomology. Entomology or etymology? Etymology. Etymology. Entomology would be insects. It is the bugs, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Etymology. So this is this is very good 
if any of our regular listeners happen to tune into this episode, since you've got us on your podcast, right, exactly. uh-huh. uh, they're, they're used to sure, hearing sure. me, you know, not often chastise, chastise is a very strong word, but oftentimes pointing out to Joshua word use, word mm-hmm. etymology. Mm-hmm. And so to have you, my, my darling wife here, in this moment, I am on tenterhooks because is, I know you're you, listening to every word. Are you trying to say you're a pedantic asshole? Oh, without any shadow of a doubt, yes. Yeah. And are you trying to say I'm worse than that? Um, by accident, yes. Accurate. <laughs> you, you took that to its logical end, and um, and I really appreciated that. Well, I, I've learned a lot of uh, uh, of logic from you. Oh, wow. You know, mm. the philosophy of logic. I'm just making sure that this is recording right now, because that sounded like a whopper of a compliment. So, Hey, I will say, I will say, all jokes aside, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you're... Of your fans know, of course, our fans know. This is hashtag real talk. <laughs> but I'm a professor at a small liberal arts college. It's true. And you were a professor before this whiskey business. Well, I was. And you and I have taught together. We have. And I learned an awful lot looking oh at you and watching you teach. Oh boy, this is too much. Too and much. So for me, Take it back from the brink. For me, I know I'm peaking a little too early yeah, here, I'm, but I'm verklempt. But for me, it's no wonder that you and I am sure Joshua, I've seen him in action as well, are so charismatic with your cli- your clients and your fan base. And how does that make you feel being so adored by the fans? <laughs> Especially when you get not nearly as much of that at home. Is like- this why you travel? <laughs> this is <laughs> Wow, there's a lot in that to unpack. I'm glad wow. Joshua and Haida are here for this. Yes, yes. Oh, so, so we've called this meeting today, Joshua, to put Jason <laughs> on the spot. Is this an intervention? Have I walked into an intervention today? Um, the intervention. Yes. Let's begin. Yes. It, you you have taught me the art of the backhanded compliment. So oh, there you go. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm glad you added the word compliment to the end of that. It's hey no no no. It's no. it's interesting that as a professor, you, I had colleagues who had followings, and and one of the myths around professordom is that being the middle-aged, corduroy-wearing, um, elbow power. patch, kind of gray-haired smart guy in the room gets you a, a following with the young ladies. and Having a Scottish accent probably doesn't Scottish hurt. Scottish accent. And, and I, have to, I have to tell you that all of my academic following came from young men. There's just, there's just no getting away from that. And it is interesting... Knew. In answering your question, that the whiskey world is predominantly, predominantly, thankfully it's changing, Josh and I are doing our little bit, is is predominantly male-based as well. And so I, I feel like I've swapped one group of of male fans into into another. So is that heterosexual males or non-identifying hmm. males because when you talk about, you know, a female following of this mythical yeah. professor, yeah. you know, I've certainly never had that kind of following because I wasn't that I am not that stereotypical professor. True. 
<laughs> smell ears, though. I'm <laughs> <laughs> having your butt issues over here. They uh-huh. keep falling out. Carry on. Um, I think it's a female thing. I, d- I just got the issue with so, the earbuds, too. So Small canal. So <laughs> <laughs> chin chin. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you're 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 implying that it's a kind of a male professor female student heterosexual type of attraction in this mythology. Yes. In this mythology, right? So, with your male student following, and therefore both of your male whiskey following, mm-hmm. where are we in that? Is this an adoration in terms of I want to be you or I want to be with you? Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's the hanging out. You know, one of the things that Josh and I always talk about. No, I mean with you. No, no, that's that makes me think of The Simpsons, when when Marge is talking about John Hughes, right, the the movie director, mm-hmm. and says to to Homer, no, no, John enjoys the company of men, and Homer says, well, who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> and so no for for me the the with is it's the community it's the camaraderie mm-hmm. it's the hanging out and talking about whiskey and talking about being in warehouses mm-hmm. I, no there's no no I, you, you you say that there's this this male falling but remember joshua was in the room and not on my phone right now but remember, I uh-huh. used to work with you. I was, I was, while I was finishing up my PhD, I was the administrative assistant in the philosophy department where you mm-hmm. taught. Mm-hmm. When I went into your office every now and then, I didn't see many males in there. I saw mostly females. <laughs> so why has that changed with whiskey? Are you not reaching out to the female fan base in the same way that you did in the classroom? Well, you're, but, but I think you just made the point there. You were in the department. You came into my office. My, my, my office for the company is in our house, and nobody's oh. coming to visit. So if you had and privacy, so it, it would be all about the ladies? <laughs> but because you're exactly. at home. Exactly. Thank you, Haida. She knows. She Keep knows. digging. She, Keep digging, Jason. Joshua has never I been bought some this new today for this long. <laughs> I'm, just, this is, I'm, I'm waiting this for the unnerving. popcorn to finish. That, that's all. I'm just, you know... <laughs> I did buy a couple new shovels today, so keep going. <laughs> it's true. I did. So what's the question that I'm not answering? It's just why, and, and Joshua, please jump in at any time. Uh-huh. Why do you think that your fan base is more male and fem- than female and I, even across, you know, diverse backgrounds? That's a well, good question, well, Joshua. Floor is yours. I just think, generally speaking for lack of a better term, the whiskey-loving community is still very much, is, is mostly males. There are more women getting into whiskey, and, th- and that number is yep. growing. But it really has been this unusual sort of boys' club thing going on. And it just makes sense that, that the majority of our Single Cast Nation members, likely the majority of our podcast listeners, definitely the majority of people who came to the Jubilee were men. Now, when we started the Jubilee 2012, 2013, whatever the year was, it was like 99 to 1% male to female. But by the end, it was maybe 70, 30, 65, 35, somewhere around there. Yep. So we're, we're so seeing that So you are change. bringing in the females. We're trying. But, but yeah. I, I don't think it's us. I, th- I think that's whiskey. I, I think... Ah. I think it's whiskey in general that, you know, there's more and more women 
that are coming into it and are finding interesting flavors and thankfully not getting turned off by a large group of people that try to keep this a men's club. Well, yeah, that's that, that was going to be my next question is how do you feel? And I'm sorry, Haida, jump in, please, um, because I'm sure you have thoughts about this as well. We have discussed it as such. But that whole idea, of, you, you say men's club, which, you know, certainly has different connotations to it. But, you know, some people might say a good old boys club, you know, and it's full of machismo and and toxic masculinity. And how do you overcome that in your podcast, in your work, whatever? Are you trying intentionally to overcome that? And how does that work? So Josh and I just discussed this on a, a recent episode of One Nation Under Whiskey, but mm -hmm. then also in a recent episode of Extra Extra, it's all about whiskey. And even before that, the, the recent Extra Extra was about sexism, a reckoning for the whiskey industry around sexism wow, in the industry. You guys have a lot of podcasts. We do have a lot of podcasts. Really keeps yeah. us away from our families. And, I've noticed. <laughs> hey, if and, we can't be on the road, at least we can be in front of a microphone. Am I right? <laughs> um, and then there was an, an earlier extra extra uh, where we talked about um, women taking on more roles within the whiskey industry and, and women working their way up the, the corporate ladder into more, even more substantial roles within the industry. And so... You know, there, there has been part of it. Clearly, we hired Jess to, to, you know, not only was she the best person for the job that needed to be done for the expansion of our company, but it was also a chance to put a woman, a female whiskey lover, into an important position, right? And so that is, is a moment where we made a move to try and support the things that we say. But then, you know, part of the reckoning coming out of the, the, the sexism moment is really how do we talk about whiskey? And when you're in a tasting and you've got 40 or 50 men, there are, there are jokes that are easy to make that will get a positive response. But one of the, the parts of this year's reckoning is, but if you continue to tell those jokes, are you necessarily keeping the door closed to other people who would mm -hmm. like to come in and participate in the whiskey? And so Joshua and I you know, decided, discussed, concluded that it's maybe not okay to keep going for the low-hanging fruit when you're excluding people from that conversation. And if the conversation's whiskey, well, it has to be whiskey first and foremost. It can't be the jokes first and foremost. And so that, that's been maybe a little pivot that we have tried to make. And, and, and the hope would be, and, and Josh and I have talked about this openly, you know, the, and, and you and Haida hit upon it in your, in your introduction, is, you know, we talk about a whiskey podcast with dick jokes. Sometimes, you know, we talk about dick jokes with a whiskey podcast, right? Really, it's whiskey. It's really whiskey all the time. And occasionally there's a, a nod or a wink given to it's always the penis with Joshua, right? Okay. It's, so, yeah. it's so, one of the things from very early episodes. So I'm clearly showing that I'm a professor here by... <laughs> interrogating? Interrogating you okay, and, and trying to get you to say why, why. That yes. was also something I learned from Jason. Always ask why. Yes. Um, I feel like I've hung on my own petard today. Um, well, hopefully Joshua can just kind of mix this all up so it's not all like heavy dose us and then... <laughs> 
I don't know. It depends. If you um, keep this going, uh, I won't have to do any work. No, I just I have one more question, and then I'm going to turn it over to my esteemed co-host. Can I just say, this is exactly what I do with Joshua, is I take over the first 20 minutes of every podcast because I'm nervous, and my nervousness is taking control. And then once I I've worked that. out my nervousness... He comes in, he asks his questions, we have a back and forth, so. Okay, that's good. I mean, clearly I have the same nervousness as you, and no, that's probably why I do that in the classroom, too. Anyway, although I am in charge in the classroom, so. <laughs> um, so, Tamara, on a scale of 1 to 10, or negative 10 to negative 1, how much do you care about whiskey? <laughs> Oh, that's a tough one because on the one <laughs> so hand, many negative, negative 100, yeah, <laughs> on the one hand, negative 100, on the other hand, there are several things whiskey related that I'm worried about, like all these bottles in this room, like when is one of these shelves going to fall down uh-huh. and why are there so many empty boxes in my garage? It's not and a room. It's not a room. It's an office. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Sorry. An office sorry. is in a room? Uh, um, yeah. Jason is very particular okay. about the boys and I not calling it a room, the whiskey room. It has oh to be the God. whiskey office. Yeah. Does it have you leave- four walls? No, no, no. If, if it doesn't. You, okay. if, you, if you call it a room, you could potentially put the word bed in front of it. If you well, call we're it sitting on office, a couch that's you a You have a living room, a family room, a bathroom. But you never say an office room, do you? I'm yeah. not trying to defend Jason here yeah, good. because I think that, that his stance is, is downright ridiculous, though it does. Let me really quickly remind you. Well, guys Joshua, aren't you in like in a hallway? Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. This, so my quote unquote <laughs> He's in an area. Is, is an area. Yeah. But it's, it's so kind funny. of a space. It's there, a living space. There was this guy. Yeah. But, yeah. There was really quickly because, because words have meaning, right, Jason? That's right. exactly right. correct. It, is that right? Can you confirm there, that? There, there was an older gentleman that I used to work with, a guy by the name of Alan Berman. I do remember mm-hmm. Alan. Now he, I, he was working well into his eighties, and he in the fifties he was he was an actor. He was a, a Warner Brothers actor, <laughs> and he made all his money, and he didn't need to be working, but he would work. He would come to work. In in you know a three piece suit impeccably you know, tr- dressed impeccably every dressed day, every day, and he had this transatlantic accent. And every day, almost every day, I'd go out to lunch with him. And if our waiter at any point after delivering our food to us says, "Enjoy your meal," he would pause him. He would pause and he would say, "Sir, we do not eat a meal." Horses eat meal. This is a lunch. There you go. Now that's <laughs> cooking with gas. That's, that's a bit even too much for me. He was very that's particular in many ways. He was very particular. Yeah. Now, is that because you could put the word bed in front of meal and you could lose your office? Was that his, was that his reason? I'm pretty uh, sure it had something I to tell do you, with that. Just don't put the word toilet anywhere near meal. <laughs> Because then you got a whole situation going on. That's delightful. <laughs> so, do we know how? So, how much do you care, Tamara? What? Where are we oh, on the um, spectrum? In terms of enjoying a whiskey, yeah, negative twenty thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of what it means for our family, I care a whole hell of a lot. Yep. 
Same but as, as a drinker, yeah, as a drinker, <laughs> at, well, as a non-drinker, actually, I don't know if your fans know this, that your wife is a teetotaler. Um, I've probably mentioned it through tears once or twice. Yeah, I was going to say it might be the family secret that you didn't want let out. No, no, oh, no, 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 he's, no, yeah. no, it's out there. It's, yeah. I certainly say it in my tastings. I say it all the time in my tastings. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting when people say, wouldn't it be more fun if your wife drank? And it's like, nope, designated driver built in. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. Um, <laughs> Haida, how much, how much do you care or not care? I have, have ever... zero interest in whiskey. Okay. Have you ever dabbled in it? It's have, not nope. negative. Have you, have you ever... Put in, no, that's not true. She has Irish Joshua mist. I like point? Irish mist. <laughs> she likes Irish mist. That's very true. But remember, you and I went to the Deanston Distillery. Oh, and I felt too guilty to not do anything. And she joined I, a tasting. I did. She made a mash. She ran a fermentation. <laughs> I did not do any of that. But yeah, we, we were sitting in that beautiful little tasting room. And I felt like such an idiot being the only one not tasting. So I was, I got groupthink bullied into, okay. into yeah, tasting whiskey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and I've I did got not a enjoy lifetime it. full of being that one where when we lived in Aberdeen together, we would all go out to the pub and some would get wines and we'd get pints and I'd get a lovely cup of tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cup of char for the lady. So, so when you were at Deanston and you were part of the group think, did you find it was the best whiskey you'd had? And I'm, I'm not saying you fell in love no, with it. No, because I actually like you, you Irish mist. You still hated it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you still <laughs> hated the whiskey. Com- compared to the other garbage whiskey you've had, did this, because you were at the distillery and it's beautiful and oh, the room was, was a, nice. Uh, like, I lost my earpod. It was a whole lovely experience. Oh, and remember there was chocolate? Oh, there was chocolate. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that part. See, that's how they get you. <laughs> that was a good part. <laughs> so, so that actually leads me, Tida, to a question that um, um, that their fan base has asked. Give actually, a name. give a name. Seth Wade. Oh yeah, good lad. Yeah. Good, good nation member. So, for you in your household, have you there been a lot of here taste this occasions for some random poor? For say that again for some random. Like, so has, has Joshua, P- poor, poor with poor. a P, that's yeah, yeah, not yeah. what I heard. Yeah, n- <laughs> not, not just a random no, no, no. whore. No, no whores, no whores in this case. And they certainly would be deliberate ones. They would not be random. <laughs> None of my whores <laughs> are random. Oh my goodness. Wow. No, for us, it's smelling them. He knows that I won't drink it. Um, but he, he will oftentimes ask me to smell one and I usually refuse. Yep. However, do you, there was one time, and I think about this quite often. You've surely forgotten this. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I, I did. I don't ask her to smell things too much anymore. <laughs> things. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Especially, especially, especially just, not with a wafting of your hand. I'll smell just, this. I don't normally, I don't <laughs> normally pull a blanket over I had, her head, but <laughs> when I do. No, but uh, you know, there was a time when I was desperate to get her into the whiskey and and there was one time I had poured high west double rye and you nose that and you said that actually smells okay I don't want to drink it but it doesn't smell nearly as bad as any of the other stuff you put in front of that's me. high praise it is, that's as, as this high is not horrific to yeah. me <laughs> yep that's about as good as it gets yeah. well I do, remember do in the our girls old- get that 
our, Sorry, our girls are good at nosing them, especially Mimi. Mimi has a very, very good sense of smell and taste, mm-hmm. and she she likes um, she likes nosing them and and giving Josh her her little nose notes. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah, she's yeah, good I've, with the I've, notes. I've definitely found myself putting fewer whiskeys in front of Tamara now that the ten year old has shown an interest. Right now, and of course, with the kids never leaving the house. You know, my ten-year-old's in my office quite frequently, and I'll I'll say, "Hey, Zev, not a room. Zev, what are you what are you getting on this? <laughs> this is not a room. What are you getting on this?" And uh, and Zev will say things like, "Oh, that's that's not bad," and then I'll say, like I've said tomorrow for twenty years, "Go ahead and taste it," and he'll say, "No, thank you, no, thank you." Meanwhile, the older one says, "I'm never drinking." <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you say now that the ten-year-old is interested in whiskey because I distinctly remember when he was about three, uh, we were putting some dishes away and you had one of your whiskey glasses to go in the dishwasher Mm -hmm. and I believe he smelled it or maybe he just smelled it wafting or whatever. And he goes, this smells stinky. Like daddy smells stinky. (laughs) (laughs) And I also have maybe even have a picture of it too. Remember him, taking little whiskey sample bottles full of whiskey and pretending to give it to his Lego guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) he was sharing. Sharing is caring. It is. That's good parenting uh, right there. It is. Delma, when she was little, what did... She was like in kindergarten and they were talking about what their parents do for work. And she just told everybody that her father drinks whiskey. Yeah, my dad stays home and drinks whiskey. (laughs) That's exactly what Kai said. He says, my dad doesn't really have a job. He just stays home and drinks whiskey Uh all day. (laughs) I think he was in preschool. Yeah, I don't. Maybe was, yeah. Delma was. It was either kindergarten or maybe it was preschool, but yeah, it was pretty it was, little. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. Really yeah. Long. Thankfully, we the had teacher some knew to us. Do. Oh, CRs did not. We didn't know. have. We, we didn't have to explain. <laughs> thankfully, we, and she actually said, "I'm pretty sure your dad does have a job." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at pickup that day, she said, "I know who you are, and I know what you do, but just so you know, this is how your five-year-old describes you." And I was like, "All just right, okay. FYI." I got to tell him more about the business now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's a more recent kind of funny story. So um, if Kai eats too much sugar, um, he gets, or he eats colors or whatever, he, he gets, you know, a hangover type of situation, <laughs> right? Where he's throwing up and feels really horrible. So this happened last week, shortly after, or a couple weeks ago, shortly after Halloween. And he had been eating his Halloween candy all week, unbeknownst to us, um, because these days we're both secluded upstairs and the boys are doing their school and then whatever else they do. Um, and um, I'm off in my office. Hmm? I'm off in my office. You're, oh, I was going to say we were each in our respective rooms, but yeah. fair enough. Right. Um, Offices or rooms. And, and Kai is like just miserable. And I said, yeah, buddy, this is what a hangover feels like. And he goes, I'm never going to drink again drink ever and I said that's okay you don't have to drink but dad wants me to take over the company (laughs) (laughs) and I said dude dude you do not have to take over the company and there's a lot more to do than just drink whiskey (laughs) it did and and it's funny though because it just led to that conversation we just had with Jess a couple of weeks ago and we had on the Carol Lang episode where so much of the business has nothing to do with the amber liquid you know, it's it's all to do with logistics and labels and 
Oh, gosh. Oh, so, so Heidi, that's a perfect time oh, to gosh. ask your question. Oh, boy. Okay. Let me go back to I think to that works really well. Dandy. Yes, it does. Uh, if I can find it. God Just do the slide it. to the... There you go. You know how to yeah. do it. Sorry. This is a level of preparedness that Joshua and I have never seen. This, and yet. This is a whole, a whole new world. A whole yet. new world. So. We're worried we wouldn't be prepared. Uh-huh. So speaking of preparation. I wasn't worried about Heidi. And whatnot. So you guys, um, you started this business obviously very deliberately with mm-hmm. lots of planning. So what has um, surprised you the most about the business or about the podcast? Well, I, I think Jason sort of front-loaded the answer to your question. It, there, We're dealing more with ensuring bottles arrive to a bottling hall on time, ensuring the corks are the right size, that we can get the right color capsules. That You weren't anticipating business <laughs> looking like that? I mean... Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Ida. So it's, I didn't have to say it. Very, very cute. Yep, I really appreciate that. It's it's not that the that we weren't anticipating having to deal with that. Is that like we work. weren't anticipating that it would that that would be so right? much of your yeah, job. Yeah, if, if you're looking at the scales, mm. that just tipped the scales more than more than the whiskey. Mm-hmm. Most of our most of Jason's time is filling out spreadsheets. Most of my time is dealing with our suppliers, making sure that, you know, holes in our cartons are the right, are cut out the right size. And uh, when we see labels that all of a sudden font colors don't change, like it's the back, the daily back and forth with that menial stuff that we just never expected to take up a disproportionate so- amount of our time. Can I follow up on that just for just for a moment? And this is gonna snap. This is gonna sound like snark, but it is not, um, because I, I I know this happens in every workplace. But you guys are busy all the time. How much of that is because you're such good friends and you like each other's company, and you're just kind of like chilling and joking and not chilling really, but joking and talking about what's going on in your lives and very. Very little. I find that shocking. Very little. Like, like, what did we just do on Friday afternoon? We'd, we'd reached out to an industry contact to say, hey, do you have any time for a dram this afternoon? You know, we want to toast your, your promotion, right? And this person had written back and said, no, I'm actually, I've already got plans, but let's get it in the calendar for next week. So we did. But Joshua and I, at four o'clock on Friday actually were FaceTiming each other about work. And that, one of the very, very, very rare times, turned into him and I just having a dram and just reflecting on the week that was. Mm -hmm. You know, we we sold 1,200 bottles of 24-year-old Kentucky bourbon in nine minutes. And we actually had a moment by Friday afternoon to just sit and go, well, that was a thing. (laughs) Wasn't wasn't that a thing? And so, yeah. it, so, it, so it's interesting. I never thought how unsexy, unglamorous the job would be, the, the business would be. And it's, what's happening over there? I'm just thinking you're, you, you're making you, faces. the same thing about kids. Well, 100%, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 100%. I kept trying to tell you. 100%. And you're like, no, no. It'll be fine. But, but what's interesting <laughs> is when Joshua and I 
started the business, we started it as two people who knew whiskey and had connections in the whiskey world. That was the draw. That was the appeal. Mm -hmm. That was the conversation that's almost 10 years to the day. And before I get out of this answer, I've actually got a question for you, Haida. It was, you know, for us launching an independent bottling business, if you didn't know whiskey, you could not launch an independent bottling business. Exactly, yep. But to then come to the realization, oh shit, we have to get this from cask to bottle. Those bottles have to be labeled and sealed. Those then have to make their way around the world. Those then have to, you'll go through the American three-tier system or now with global, they have to adhere to different country rules, you know? And, and you know, you know, God bless Jess. One of the things we absolutely love about Jess is she's not afraid to read documents. She's not afraid to understand how companies do business. And and we've still sat and talked to Jess and said, isn't it amazing how little of our day-to-day is around whiskey? Actual liquid whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I distinctly remember you you saying to me maybe a couple months ago, like <laughs> I've been working since eight a.m. See, cheese, Louise. <laughs> it's so like, hard. <laughs> he starts his day so late, so late. Well, Joshua, it's, it's you're on my team, brother. Well, it's interesting. This is this. I mean, this is this is another interesting question in terms of culture, right? Oh Lord. You know, Jason thinks no. Everybody starts work at nine, and I'm like, no, nine. That's, that's like lunch part, That's the Dolly. That's Dolly Parton route. That's not actually a but thing. Here's the thing. But then he says that maybe in Scotland. But I, you haven't actually been there. But for- see if you speak to non-Americans. Non-Americans think I, yeah. the American schedule is crazy. Oh, it is. The it, fact it is. that you it's start stupid. a job and you get a week of annual leave is an absolute travesty. Well, I'm a professor. Everybody thinks I get my summers off. Well, I've lived with you. I've seen it up close. <laughs> and I'm not saying it one way or the other. And, <laughs> and so I, I think, you know, and, and Josh and I have talked about this on the podcast. We've talked, we've talked about it with one another. You know, he clearly works too much and is working really hard to distance there and give himself some mental time off. And there are times when I have to start work at 8 a.m. <laughs> and I understand that. Okay. Sacrifices but on both Poor sides. Jason. Thank you. Thank you, Haida. I will I will ride right through the sarcasm and I oh, appreciate do you guys, your sympathy. Do you guys hear that? Thank you. What? Yeah. In oh, the distance, a I tiny think I, violin. Do you yeah, hear that? I, I, barely. Uh-huh. I just can barely uh-huh. make it out. Oh. And it's playing yeah. the song of... Oh. Well, and, and Heidi, you, <laughs> Heidi, you said earlier that you are definitely a pragmatist in the family. and <laughs> In I some regards. <laughs> I am pragmatically pessimistic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so it counters to Jason's wonderful... Wonderful optimism. Um, that is Jason's optimistic. I, I know. He's I know, optimistic. Joshua. You Holy can, you can imagine what I'm like then, right? Jesus, this I don't have to imagine. I, I know. I know tomorrow. This is a good moment you. for me. Yeah. Um, so yes, you do. You do know me. Um, but yes, compared to me, 
Jason is a wonderful optimist. Oh, there's no doubt about that within the household, but next to Joshua, I, I'd sometimes lovingly refer to Joshua as the puppy in the business. Oh, right. And, You're um, the puppy in the family. And so sometimes I Wow. I'm, another compliment. I'm going to take that as a compliment. Haida, <laughs> uh, I said I wanted to, before this answer was over, I wanted to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Given that we are, you know, by the, by the time this, this episode goes live, we'll be so close to the 10th anniversary of Joshua calling me on Thanksgiving Day 2010. Oh. When, when he said, look, he, he texted me and he said, look, I've got a crazy idea do you have any time to talk on the phone? Just tell me how crazy this idea is. And and he called me up. He said, I, I had a hunch what he was going to say. He said, I'm thinking about starting an event bottling business and I want you to be 50-50 partner. And we talked for a bit more. I went in the house and I said to Tamara, I think I just had a life-changing conversation with Joshua. And she said, well, <laughs> if, if you want to make a go of it, I will support you. And so that's the story that I always tell. <laughs> and and clearly we've got Joshua's portion of this story where he called me and we had this conversation. I don't know anything about your portion of that experience. Do you, obviously 10, 10 years ago, do you recall him having a crazy idea? Did you ever feel like he was having a life-changing conversation with you? Um, did you say, why Jason? Um, what's, what's, what's your position? What's yeah. your perspective on this? Not, we didn't know each other then. No. I, well, I didn't know too much. <laughs> but as a cute aside, so, um, I, and I will answer your question um, Jason, mm-hmm. but so the first time I met you, Jason, you came and visited us in Guilford and mm-hmm. you guys had been hanging out. I don't, I think I had been out so, somehow it was later in the evening, either I had been out and I came home and you guys were there or you arrived late. I don't recall. And you're, we're chatting. I remember, I remember standing in our kitchen in our old house and, and chatting and you're talking about your wife tomorrow, tomorrow. It's the first time I'm meeting you. And I, <laughs> I didn't know your wife's name. And I thought because of your accent that her name was tomorrow. <laughs> and I was like, Oh no. I was like, who is this hippy dippy bullshit? Well, I was like, Oh, I am not, I am not on board with whatever's going on here. Well, well, Haida, to be fair, 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 to be fair. My name means palm tree in Hebrew, oh, that's so that's worse. pretty hippy-dippy itself. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so once I realized your name was not actually tomorrow, I felt a little bit more hopeful about it all. But, um, but about the business specifically, I do not remember um, any of that, but I do remember just wanting, I mean, you know, Josh found something that he's super into, and so I was totally on board with that. Joshua and I are both hardcore hobbyists. Mm. When we get into something, we really fucking get into something. I, I'm more the crafting route. <laughs> I'm more knitting and, and macrame and beading and all sorts of stuff and, yep. and sewing and, and he's more whiskey. Um, but so he was a hardcore hobbyist. And so it wasn't any surprise to me. And when he found something that he was super into, I mean, the, the, opportunity for either of us to have a career that we actually liked and we were 
super excited about. That sounded great to me. And it's, you know, it's certain, and certainly at that time, it was not going to be me because I had no idea what I wanted to be when I grew up. I had, I have, and have had a very good, steady, full time job, but it's just not something that really fuels my soul. It's definitely not something that I'm passionate about. It's great and it takes good care of me and our family. And so mm-hmm. that, that's all good stuff, but it, but it wasn't, it's not something I've ever been super excited about. And so him finding something that he actually could get jazzed up about, that was great. You, yeah. helped, you helped me early on though. Like when, when Jason and I started this company, I was, I had a different full-time job mm-hmm. that had me traveling all the time. Mm-hmm. Two actually, daughters. Actually, less What's that? I see a pattern. Probably, you were traveling less probably in your old job than you were in your new job. Right, yeah. So, but but I was still traveling, father of two kids, full-time band, potentially traveling for this band, starting a new company, and the pragmatist you are, you said, you have all these things going on, you simply cannot handle it. Something has got to give. That wasn't right away, though. That That wasn't right away. You had been doing this for a while when I basically, yeah, told you that you had to pick something to give up. Yep. (laughs) Which felt terrible. I didn't feel good about Mm -hmm. that, but, but, I mean, we had very little Why were you rubbing your palms together as you were saying (laughs) it? (laughs) (laughs) Suffer. What's going to give? It is something, but it's something wonderful about having you both here today and, and both Josh and I being with you both today is in giving the origin story and talking about it at tastings, the number one comment we get is, I don't know if my wife would have been that supportive. Mm-hmm. And and so we both front load the, the origin story with how important our wives have been mm-hmm. to the success of the company. And and so we never ever take that for granted. At all. No. And we are both very appreciative of that. So thank you here today. You thank are you. welcome. You're welcome. And don't forget your kids have oh, uh, yeah. whether they've known it or not have supported you in this since oh, they yeah. were little, given how much time away. And I tell you, those kids have pivoted to making sample packs like you don't oh, believe. Yes. <laughs> Their little fingers really get in the fold so yeah. beautifully. One of those so beautifully. silver linings of lockdown is teaching your kids how to make sample packs. Nice. That's right. This is why child labor is so important. Oh, okay. So important. <laughs> so important. Yeah, well, my kids, are, our kids right. never knew different. They, you, that's your true. old job had you traveling and that's all they've known their entire lives. If anything... COVID has been weird for us because this is the first time in our children's lives that Joshua has been home for more than maybe, I think the longest he ever went without taking a business trip was maybe eight weeks if you had a slow, maybe. They're not used to him being here. Um, And so that's been, I think, the biggest adjustment for us is, I mean, I worked from home anyway, so that didn't change for me. The kids obviously, you know, were were home in in the spring, but then you know, summer was 
whatever summer, summer was. Summer. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, I think the biggest adjustment for all of us is <laughs> you being home all the time. <laughs> so are you ready to kill him? Is that what you're trying to say? Not necessarily ready to kill him, but you know, I don't know you, I'm, I'm assuming it's probably the same for you tomorrow when, when Joshua is not around. Did we you have say a, Tamara or tomorrow? Tomorrow. It's tomorrow. my accent. <laughs> I know it sounds accent? like tomorrow. Okay. She's um, always been tomorrow. You scared me for a second. I was like, I said her name right, didn't I? Um, <laughs> We have our lady days when when which sounds like it's something menstrual, but it's. <laughs> but when <laughs> we just get together and bleed, we just, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it gets pretty ugly over here. But when Joshua's not around, those those are our lady days. Like Joshua's yeah. not here, and I'll you know let them get Wendy's for dinner or whatever. And there have been many evenings when I literally had a bottle of wine for dinner. Um, but because <laughs> I'm yes playing short order cook when when. And he's not around, I'm, I'm not going to do it. But, um, but so that's been a weird adjustment. Yeah. I mean, just, just to give you guys and, and our listeners an idea, maybe a month ago or so, maybe a month and a half ago, I had 10 or 12 people come over and we were doing a sherry tasting, right? We outside. Outside, you know, distanced, you know, the whole thing. And we did a sherry tasting and we had cheese and you know all these pairings and everything like that and i had said hi do you want do you want to come out and enjoy she's like no no seriously oh my you god do you i'm you having not in the house night. is amazing <laughs> <laughs> even if you're just outside in the yard on the patio with people just us having a night that just felt like the good old days it felt like a normal <laughs> night with us just like wow and that's and it's nothing against Joshua. It's just that it's another. That's a very real well, part of our reality. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. part of our reality is uh, is our is our lady time. Yeah, just hanging out, watching Bachelorette. You know, snoogling in bed, mm-hmm. doing whatever. It's it's a different it's a different dynamic. And yeah, it. Yep. yep. Do you have any of that tomorrow as the mother of two boys? This is it's interesting. Yeah. What's your mommy boy dynamic. time like? With the Hattons? Um, no. (laughs) Is the short answer. However, Uh um, it has always been really difficult for me to have you travel. And I think that's probably the part I dislike the most. And I don't really dislike your job. I'm not saying that. So maybe I, I should say it's the thing I like the least. Um... Because ever since Zev was six months old, you've been traveling. And this was before you you had started up with Joshua, but I think. No, it was right in line with it. It was right in line. When you went for three weeks. Zev was was that little? When you guys started? Zev was six months. No, no, no. Yeah, because he was born the, the May of 2010, and the company started with membership. Membership started the February of 2012. Correct. But the, the, the company was yeah, that's what was I mean. incorporated, Be- what, May of 2011 as well, same month Zev was born. Oh, wow. Right, so this was before. He was born in 2010. Oh, shit. <laughs> I wondered why the math wasn't working out. I was wondering what, because in my head I was thinking, Case the, in company's, point. the company's going to be 10, 
but Zev's already 10. How is that working out? Because he's nearly 11. He was born in 2010, yeah. Okay, well, welcome to this this realization, um, dear listeners. And so, yeah, so Zev was really little when, when Jason first started having an inkling of something whiskey-related. And while I was thrilled for him you know, down the road a little bit when he said that he and <laughs> Joshua were going to do that. At that point, I was not thrilled. I was, I was not. Well, yeah. The, the part that you're talking about right now was the blogging that I was doing. Yeah. And I thought this would pivot perhaps into a writing, a right. whiskey writing uh, career. Well, and then you did uh, a tour involve, or something like that. Oh, with Carl or something. Yeah. Like I think yeah, what Tamara's referring to. And then you were also, yeah. you also did some work for U of I while you were over there. So correct. it took you three weeks to do all that. Correct. correct. And, um, so that that was really really tough, but we've come to a very good place since then because it was also new then. And then when you and Joshua actually had something really solid, because you were just kind of trying to figure it out at Correct. that point, and it just seemed like you were, I don't know, off. I don't know what it was. It just felt very. Um, it didn't feel good, and. Um, but when you and Josh had the idea and something solid and you were just done teaching um, and I was just starting teaching. I mean, there was a period when we didn't know where I was going to be and yeah. you were trying to teach online. And so it didn't make sense for you to have something that wasn't mobile and teaching just wasn't what you wanted to do anymore. And um, you had sacrificed a lot of time for me to get my PhD, and I was more than happy to say, okay, I've got a steady job now. Not a whole lot, but we haven't had a whole lot up to now anyway. It's more than we've ever had. And so it was something that was manageable. However, the travel was particularly hard because of, partly because some of the special needs of our eldest and, and, and partly just because I was a manic first year second year professor third year fourth year well and 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 that hasn't stopped and um it was interesting because having you home has been fantastic but when you used to travel all the time i could see it when you would get itchy you you would be like i gotta get on the road i gotta get on the road and i'd be like go go right and because he would come back so much calmer he wouldn't feel like that i wouldn't see that anxiousness in him that he needed to go and do business uh, where I don't see that now because you guys get to do so much business from home right now. It's mm-hmm. different, different business. And I know you're going to have to go back to traveling at some point, uh, but it's been really nice. And there was only one time, I think, uh, right before you took a road trip to to Kentucky or Tennessee. I can't remember where you yeah, went. Yeah, September, just yeah, a few months ago. Yeah, Where I could see that anxiousness build up. And so... But that was a different kind of anxiousness. That was a that was a COVID trip. That was yeah. That was the first the first work travel. Yeah, it, it was in it COVID. was it was that yeah. That was the only one. Yeah. It was a COVID trip yeah. mixed mixed with meeting. Well, yeah, like for a you, musical it was, icon yeah. and like yeah, it was. Yeah, there was a there, lot, there was a lot wrapped up business. into that for both of us, I think. Yeah. Well, and I mean that's the other thing too is Jason kind of because I I am more of the the crazed professor. And he's the more keep it together, dude, keep it together. And so Mm. I don't always know what his anxieties are until after the fact. Mm. And, um, but anyway, and, and so it's, it's harder for me to tell those things apart, whether it was business or COVID. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and so all that's to say 
that when he left for that, I was like, holy crap, I don't know how to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Right? It had only been like six months or something Correct. like that. Yeah, but it felt so foreign. How to be yeah. a, a temporary single mom. Right. Yeah, yeah. it was and weird. Yeah. Because when in the early days, it was incredibly hard. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. It was incredibly hard for me. Um, everything was always better when Jason was home. We didn't have that like special lady time and we had our moments sure but it wasn't like of course yeah a a broad scale like this is our time kind of thing but there was one period of maybe about six to eight months where jason was like home less than he was away and he told me one day he comes he comes home and and the boys and i are just doing our thing we're just trying to figure it out and he comes home and he's like I don't know where I fit in here. (laughs) (laughs) And on the one hand, I felt really horrible, right? Because he should fit in this family because he does. But on the other hand, I was like, holy shit, I did it. (laughs) Right? Um, And the boys were on board and the boys were really on board with, you know, they were at an age where they could understand that, look, we're going to be fine. Dad's going to be home in a week. Let's just have fun and, and, and get you know, you go to school, I'll go to work. We'll have some crappy dinner because mm-hmm. Jason's the cook in the family. And it did take him maybe several years to, to, to realize he really needed to make some freezer food, like pre-prepared stuff well, for me. As the kids got bigger and had more needs, <laughs> they needed to be prepared Damn for. it, Haida, why do they have to eat uh, every, every single every night? Go- Wait, didn't we just say this we last night? We were just night? talking about every this last night. Goddamn every goddamn day, day they need Every dinner. day it's like, oh, every we need more. Every fucking day. And it takes me by surprise. <laughs> for some reason, it takes me by surprise. You know what I have to say, Hugs? Every day. <laughs> and, and the Johnson Yellens? What? Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> or not we well, actually and then, love them well, so. oh, right, right, right. and then yeah, okay. and then for me it's like oh shit they haven't eaten oh shit it's all gonna go down oh, yeah. our kids yeah, our boys will go feed right themselves. off the cliff they don't they don't go hungry yeah well they will feed themselves but they'll feed themselves on crap and that really throws yeah. the older one off yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. so um if if they don't have regular meals if they get like too much sugar well when i say they really it's the well, actually, no, it's both of them. Yeah. Um, but they'll, they also, just, they'll also tell themselves they're not hungry, they're not hungry, yeah. they're not hungry. And then they're ravenous oh, until it's, and yeah, they're setting and fire they to have the house. hangry. Right, yeah, that's the monster. Yeah, they get hangry. Yeah. But they don't see it coming. We do. And there's yeah. that anxiousness of like, I got to feed them before it happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but just, just very quickly, then we can move on again. And, and you know, with, with an eye on time, I don't know if we want a speed round to get more uh, listener no, we're, questions we're, in we're there. We're doing okay, but, Jason. We're okay. We're okay? Okay. Um... With, I, I remember the exact moment of of sitting, returning from a trip and sitting there and looking and and saying like I don't know where I fit into this, but it was this kind of really uh, interesting kind of existential moment where on one hand, yeah, it's like when your kid starts riding a bike and you're like, sweet, they have got it, just just like the line we used a moment ago, like okay, she's got this. But on the other hand... I don't want to have it. But on the other hand, well, <laughs> do I still get to count in all this? And I, I think we've got the balance down now. And, and the balance I, of you just being home all the time. Well, <laughs> but, yes. But, but it has been interesting as I, I haven't felt that that itch. I've, I miss traveling, but when I travel, I miss not being home. And so there's that... You miss not being home? Yeah. You mean you miss being home? Do I? <laughs> Yes. Is that because you're saying the, the right same? answer? Jason, yes, words, I don't. Words not have meaning. Yes. <laughs> from what yes. I hear. Okay. So yes, um, 
but but then I've also got clearly I've got family in Scotland yes. and I have my immediate family in Virginia and being home through all of this in Virginia means I'm not seeing my family in Scotland mm-hmm. and so and, and that so I, has been a very cool silver lining of this job is that you get to see, I mean, you see your family more than I see well, mine. Well, and to be honest, my Scottish wife is much more understanding than my I'm American I'm sure she one, is. So yeah. I'm sure she is. Really, lower standards over there. Yeah, lower standards. Yeah. I do miss my Scottish kids. Though, I'll be honest. Uh, they're they're mm. good. Um, I'll have you gets, know you just made my stomach know, do I, a I huge say, somersault. Before this gets too dark <laughs> and tomorrow has nightmares tonight. Oh, they'll happen. I'll be paying for this one off I the recording. Um, <laughs> is... I, I've thoroughly enjoyed being home. Like I'm saying, I've missed Scotland. I've missed Seattle. I've I've missed, you know, getting obviously to see Joshua, my work wife, uh, as much as we normally Hida. do. Oh, my God. But, <laughs> oh, my God. You know, the LA, the, the California. I've missed, gosh, I've missed seeing my mother-in-law in San Diego. She's I, missed you. Right, and my sister-in-law and, and our, our, our nieces and our nephew. Like, you know, I've done a good job of combining business with seeing family and so it's funny seeing this local family as much as i have mm. without seeing the other family. your local family <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how i feel about that like all the stuff around it but saying this versus that family seems a little bit weird i'm just making it clear for the listener oh right, i know right. you understand what i'm talking about when i say this family and that family and that other family i know I know it's all but this we're family primary. to you. We're primary. Oh, you'll always be my primary family tomorrow. Yes, okay. Yes, you at will least. always be my at primary least. family. <laughs> at least. Oh, and here's a question for, <laughs> for the for the Hattons. Um, so for Jason and I, a lot of what we um, have gone through with raising kids, which is tough, and me being a professor is not easy. The other day, or this morning, Zevian says to me, so mom, how about I let you work while I'm at Hebrew school and then the rest of the day we play? And I'm like, uh, we're like three weeks from the end of the semester. That ain't happening. Sorry. And then with his travel and everything. And so sometimes things get crazy and we have to look for those silver linings. And so Jason and I have this kind of phrase that we say to each other, at least, right? Um, I was thinking banana hammock. No. But. <laughs> at, at least. Asparagus. <laughs> um, right? And as in, well, at least, you know, he may have broken the window, but at least he fessed up to it, you know, mm. kind of thing. <laughs> or, um, uh, at, you know, he, he may have been on the computer longer than he should have been, but at least, you know, he didn't melt down afterwards. <laughs> You know, like, so just this little, at least kind of phrase is what we kind of say to each other. Do you guys have anything like that? Well, one comes to mind and it's, I, I, I would say in a way it's almost the, the opposite. Like your, yours is like, like at least, optimistic. right? Is optimistic <laughs> where ours is when, when our kids are being the the people that we don't want them to be at that given time, <laughs> we sit, we turn to each other and we say, "Don't wish this time away. Ugh. Don't wish this time." Because away. when they were babies, <laughs> and I'm sure you guys experienced this, those people who have older kids and they, you know, and you know, and we had infants and or toddlers or you know, and they're doing something, and we're clearly at the edge, you know, just teetering on the edge, and those well-meaning people who say, "Ugh." Don't wish this time away. It goes so fast. Oh, fuck you. Don't wish this time away. 
And intellectually, you know they're right, but that doesn't make it easier when you're in the thick of it and you just want to tell them to fuck off. And so we, so that's what we do when they're being assholes. We just look at each other and say, don't wish this, don't time, wish away. this time away. Don't wish it I away. Like it goes away like in the so blink precious. of an eye. So precious. <laughs> I can't even imagine how many parents listening to this are nodding their heads. Uh-huh. 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 Well, it, but it's interesting. It's interesting that you say that are at least as optimistic given that at least is the lowest bar. Well, yeah, I mean, there. yes, the bar is set very low, but yeah. y- you take the wins where you can get yeah. them, right? <laughs> All right, what do you, what do you so, have So, next oh, right. question. All right, next question. What have been, either in your business or the podcast, what have been the biggest highlights for you? Hmm. Haida, they've already covered that. That's us. Oh, oh uh, other than that. other than your yeah. amazing aside, oh, aside, aside. family okay. supporting fair, you, fair. making sure, everything sure. happen. And are we talking about both primary family and secondary family? <laughs> and, and I don't these, go beyond these, secondary. These aren't primary. random horrors; they're specific horrors. Mm-hmm. Is that, so, Jason, I, I imagine we we likely have many things <laughs> that we can that we can bring up. So, why don't you yeah. come up with one, and then I will. I will follow up. I have answers from every stage of our company, every every historical portion of our company. So I will simply say from the most recent history of our company, growing this nation to the point where we could sell 1,200 bottles of 24-year-old bourbon at $295 a bottle in nine minutes absolutely boggles my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the, something. The, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And, and I know the work that Josh and I have put into this and, and the, the sacrifices that you've both and our primary families have made in this. <laughs> and The nightmares are coming. <laughs> and, 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 but I've also seen the the responsibility that the nation has taken in this and so our success is a group success and that's what i really celebrate the most and that's what has made this particular week really unbelievably off the chain for me yeah that that's obviously the low hanging fruit and that's why i let you go first so <laughs> So I, I appreciate that. I, I'm just glad I gave you time to dab a little tear from your eye there. So you just take your time, Joshua. You come up with yours. It's a remar- it, it seriously is a remarkable accomplishment when we think back to some of the casks that we've purchased and and those and those bottles <laughs> set would sit in our warehouse for a year, for a year and a half, for two years, and no one gave. A shit. Not that no one gave a shit, but it's just yeah. No, the no one. Right. We we were just small fries, and Correct. we didn't have a reputation. We were we were brand building, as as the kids say. So that so that that it's a remarkable, remarkable achievement for me. However, you know, I, I try to I try to to think about the company with little signposts along the way, right? Signposts that indicate you're getting closer and closer to success. And, <laughs> and one of the signposts for me was, was last year in hiring Jess, in hiring Jess Lomas, right? We, we were ready 
to go global. And we knew exactly who we wanted, right? We, we knew that Jess was oh, absolutely. Right, the person to be in the job. And we were, in a, we were actually in a position to start paying someone a salary, right? That means something. That, like, you could sell all the whiskey you want, but when it's just two people, it's just two people. Now we have a third person who's managing the rest of the world. Now we're looking at a potential fourth person for, for, for next year leading up other things, mm-hmm. other projects we've got going on. And so for me, you know, this it's things like that where we're hiring other people, paying them for their expertise, their charisma, their patience, their understanding, you know, everything. That to me, those are major, major milestones. We, we, you and I can go on and, and sell whiskeys all we want, and 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 we'll continue to grow the brand off of our selections, off of you know wh- whatever it is people in, enjoy about us. But the true success is when we actually need other people to move this ship. That is a huge achievement in my eyes. And I would I would like to take a moment and shout out to Jess to to recognize that you too have built such an amazing company based mostly in the U.S. and then you hired a woman to take care of the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah, no, and kudos. I see what you're saying, but yeah. but mm-hmm. here here you are <laughs> here you are t- uh, Tamara saying it in a cheeky way, but you're 100 percent right. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's it's you know we needed the right person to be that, and and Jess was the right person. Does it help yep. that she's a woman? I I think women are in general a bit more capable than men. So <laughs> so, so wonderful multitaskers. Yes, yes, wonderful. <laughs> You can like um, you can like defend your PhD while going into labor at the same time. <laughs> it wasn't quite that, but it was pretty close. <laughs> really close. Actually, that leads me to one of your fans asked. Um, wanted, one of your one of your committee members had said, "Is that a head?" What? <laughs> <laughs> so, for anybody listening, <laughs> I was eight and a half months pregnant when I defended my PhD. I was not in labor, but I did go into labor, what, like a week later? Yeah. <laughs> Close yeah. enough. I, so, I've always, yeah. I've always, Tamara, I've always wanted to ask you, when you were defending your PhD, did you, like, what kind of sword did you have? And do you, was it chain mail? Was it, was it like a wooden shield? Was, like, talk to Joshua, me about that. Joshua. Was it a vorpal sword? Joshua. Or? Yeah. The pen is mightier than the sword. <laughs> That's what she calls her D twenty, Joshua. Oh, there you yeah. go. There you go. <laughs> but anyway, one of your one of your listeners um, actually asked a question. I think that was meant to go to me and Haida. But mm-hmm. do we think our husbands? How do we think our husbands would fare in childbirth? Oh, oh whoa! What a wonderful question. <laughs> Not great. I know the answer. Not great. I know the answer. <laughs> Is yeah, it not great? Is that your answer, Jason? Is it so, not great? So, okay, we so, would, so Haida, we would not have children. So Haida, <laughs> yeah. why why would it not? Because I don't disagree with you, but I want to hear it from your standpoint. Why could I not squeeze a baby out of my I've vagina? Because I've seen it when you have little boo boos. I do. I yes. get <laughs> when your tummy's ouchy, or when your back <laughs> is ouchy. I and I and it's not like I think you're a massive pussy. I, I don't. But I. But I. <laughs> he's not. Hide it. Hide it. He's, let's, he's let's not. Pause right there. <laughs> pussy. 
they're pretty damn amazing. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, let's not use it in a pejorative. That's true, yes. Am I more of a not dick use that than as a, a pejorative. Yeah, you're, you're definitely a, a massive dick. Um, no, you're not. Um, yeah, no, I just, I, 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 and I don't think it's unique to you. I, I think, like, when, I just think you have no clue. Yeah. The, just the, the, Jesus Christ. the level of pain. Yeah. To endure. Well, it's kind of like, you know, when they started the business, they had no clue. When they wanted kids, they had no clue. <laughs> however, we had However, we had no clue about the business, but we did it anyway. Yeah. Yep. And just like you, yes, if you had to endure a childbirth, you would power through. It would it would happen. It would be much harder on Haida and I though, right? It wasn't great for me. I I I definitely I went for the epidural pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah, which you, Tamara, you like went through it like Wonder Woman. You're just popping them out drug free. Oh yeah, me. just pop. It was like easy as pie. So was it like this? <laughs> I I did go drug free. That is correct. I but it was did not, not easy. <laughs> I didn't just pop them out. <laughs> so, what would your answer be, Tamara? Um. That's yeah, a long it it would not be pretty. Especially given when I was in labor with our first, <laughs> he told me how much his thumb hurt or something like oh my that God. during labor. Yeah, but also my heels. Oh yeah, he was he uh, when we left to to go to the hospital to get to birth Kai. I told him to change his shoes because <laughs> he was wearing these wool felted shoes. German. German wool felted shoes. I said you don't want to wear those in there. He's like, no, 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 no. Some nice no. Fuskazentites. What were they? They were they were just like they looked like little booties, but they were they were you know um, they felted were wool, nice. right? Yeah, and cute. so not easily cleaned. And I was like, you need to change your foods. He's like, no, 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 you need to change your shoes. No, 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 no it'll be fine. It'll be fine. <sighs> A can, can I tell you of red and brown things? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't believe. <laughs> not so much brown, thank you. No, that, trust me, I looked at it and I was filled. You with should talk to my brother, morning. whose second child was born in the back seat of his car, and ask him about what it's like to get that out of the upholstery. Oh, yeah, oh that, that's gonna fight. He's been every cleaning piece. baby out of his upholstery for the past fifteen years. <laughs> Nineteen. What's great is the kid is now old enough to clean that back seat. That's how long he's been working on it. You cause this, you clean it up. Um, but yeah, no, it was. I mean, like I said earlier, Jason had a very um, optimistic, rose-colored glasses idea of kids in general. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I knew it was going to be tough to have kids, and I knew the birth was going to be tough, but but at the same time, like I never would want him to go through that because I know it would just break him. But, um, <laughs> um, it would. but at the same time, if he wasn't next to me, I don't know what I would have done. Like, because... Yeah, I mean, that's a whole level of pain that is, I don't even know what to call it. Well, if, if my heels were anything to go by, you were in a lot of pain. <laughs> yep. A lot of pain. And <laughs> guess who <laughs> forgot the tennis balls the first time around? <laughs> yeah, I didn't think they wait, were going to Wait, 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 why are you incorporating tennis balls into your baby because, making? <laughs> baby delivering? No, not baby making. Yeah, sorry, Asparagus. <laughs> because, because I had back labor for both kids. So you gotta and I needed the tennis balls pushed into my back to massage. pressure ah, to get to massage. Okay. And I kind of had a feeling that I was going to have back labor because that's just how my body works. Gotcha. And um, and and we forgot them, and 
uh, we didn't have them. So we were sure to, to remember to bring them for, for Zev's birth. And they were, they were, um, really useful. And I just had to give him a signal, single signal, signal. And, uh, he knew exactly what to do. And like, he would be pushing with all balls. his might, like harder, harder, harder <laughs> into my back because the back labor with Zev was pretty intense. I was just disappointed. I never got to work on my forehand. We could tell all sorts of stories about the nights that uh, and days that um, our kids were born, but let's not go there. <laughs> Primary kids. <laughs> so that, that was a fun listener question, though. I kind of, I kind of mm-hmm. like that tables turned aspect of the question. Who, who asked that one? I don't remember the name. Um, I'm sorry, I, I forgot. Hang on, let me look. This is important. We need to call out our, our no, listeners. No, I know. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a rookie here at this. We don't do this on our podcast. Tomorrow, you're gonna have this tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow, I'll have this tomorrow. Tomorrow, 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 um, tomorrow. Oh, it was Annabelle Raposo. All right. Uh, yep. Good guy. Massachusetts guy. Teacher. He's a teacher. You'll like him. Uh, he understands. Yeah. Educator. Yeah, he's so, an educator. I should say that. That's a better term, I think. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. What else you got from the listeners? Ari Cohen. Oh, yeah. Asks, okay. Yeah. Right. Do you think your husbands drink too much? Oh, that's a great question to ask someone who doesn't like whiskey and someone who doesn't drink alcohol at all. Well, just because I don't <laughs> like whiskey doesn't mean I'm not a drinker. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am not. Yes, you might not be. I, I certainly am. Occasionally I'll ask for a drink and Jason says, because you asked, I know not to give you one. Oh, no. <laughs> the true. fact that you're asking that's is true. a bad sign. That's, yes, it is. And then he doesn't give it to Very you. bad sign. It's very different in our house where Josh jumps at the chance to, to, make, to make me a drink, to be the, the house barkeep, which yeah. I appreciate. Um, no, I personally do not think that my husband drinks too much at, at all. Um, nope, not worried about it. I'm watching... I'm watching tomorrow very closely on this one because I'm very curious. Oh, um, I mean, certainly you've overindulged at times like anybody else. <laughs> a certain bat mitzvah comes to mind. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's the other reason why Kai will never drink. Um, <laughs> oh gosh, uh, he's still traumatized. I um, wish he'd grown up with my uncles and the well, things see, that I've and that's, seen. And that's actually my, my the point I was going going to to make was that when Jason and I first got together. You know, we we would have these conversations of, I don't know if this is pre-second wife or post, I don't know. Second mean that I was first? I don't know. Um, (laughs) And um, we would have these conversations about, you know, American drinkers versus Scottish drinkers. And um, He's such a racist. (laughs) He's such a racist. (laughs) And I think that um, that was a, a hard transition for, I mean... I never really thought Jason had was drinking too much, but the result, you know, there's always this perception of Scots being oh, major oh. drinkers. And then, of course, I lived with a, a, a with Jason in Aberdeen with a Swede and a Finn, and they, you know, had nothing on the Scots. Or the Scots had nothing on them. Scots That's, had mm. nothing on them. Scots had nothing on them. Took it to professional. Yeah, levels. and we went to uh, Midsummer Fest in Finland with Pete, and um, yeah, wow. So, but you know, I think it was a little bit strange for my family and worrisome, you know, because, you know, parents worry about everything. Which makes no sense because you would make your dad martinis and your dad would have a glass of wine with lunch. I know. I never ever have a drink with lunch, ever. I know. I know. It's all very strange. Um, (laughs) And so that's, that's, 
you know, again, the perception, yeah. right, of the Scottish drinker. However, there have been times when you were like, oh, I got to go to Scotland. I'm going to see my brother. I got to, you know, I got to work up. Well, that's up. different like, when you yeah, add and, Murray to the mix. And, that's that's something else. I, I know. <laughs> and then and I'd be like, well, just make sure you drink water. He's like, no, we don't drink water over there. Yeah. <laughs> we don't drink yeah. water. I get They literally don't have water. I get chastised. Or as Jason would say, chastised. <laughs> if I order a drink... And then I do a water in between. It's like, so embarrassing. we don't do water. We don't do water. Well, it's surprising that he's so embarrassed given that how many cups of tea I've ordered in a pub. Yeah. <laughs> I think he would have been over it by now. But when it's your, when it's your business partner in the whiskey industry and he's like, oh, I'll just have a glass of water. Okay, toxic masculinity, yeah. masculinity Thank alert. Thank you, Tamara. Thank you. <laughs> we work on things in our house. Wow. <laughs> Two boys, Scottish husband. Solid work in progress. Work in pro- yeah, work in progress. You, you know my pain. Anyway. So, um, okay. So let me see. Let me move to the other list. <laughs> the other list. I do, actually. The, the, the listeners are, are so wonderful. And I, I love the fact that they had questions. So many questions. Yeah, we posted them both on our Single Cast Nation Facebook page and then our One Nation Under Whiskey page. And we got so many fun questions. It was what, really what, nice. it What's was one that you remember? What's what's a fun question? Oh, you know what? You were hoping to I, be asked. I don't remember specifically the question, but I remember it was asked by Travis Williams. Okay, here we go. Who throughout history would you most like to share a dram with? What bottle would it be, and what would you discuss? That's uh, from Travis Williams. There you go. That's, do you know what's interesting about that question is I've never once thought about it. Hmm. It's, it's, you know, there, there's that old, you know, the, the old chestnut, who would you want to invite, you know, what five people from history would you want to invite to your dinner party? But I've never once thought, who would I want to sit down and dram with? And and it would be really, it'd be hard to come up with one. I will I will say one, and, and I hope you don't take this answer to be too maudlin. But now that he's gone, mm. I would love one more dram with my dad. That would be, you know, if, yeah. if it really was sitting down, pouring a dram and having a chat, that would be the one. I, I knew you would say that. I would definitely I delve that back your, into your that. I knew that was your pick. Wow. It'd be my pick too, even though Joshua I don't drink. Marilyn Monroe, what's your answer? I I don't have anyone in my family that I would say, poof, I'd love to have a drink with them. Uh, not not because not because I, you know I, I don't feel connected to family members, but it, it's just that wasn't your necessarily primary family my or primary your family, family. The yeah. the random horrors, the specific horrors, you know. <laughs> no, it's it's you know my family is not. Other other than my dad, who is still alive, um, there's no one in my family who has just been fun to be around with a drink, mm-hmm. right? Mm, so, right, like that doesn't come into the overall equation of being right with that, that you hang out and have a drink. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, not not necessarily that you did either, Jason, but you did have your moments, right? And he, where he would say, "You're drinking better stuff than I ever did," and you'd yeah. give him bottles and and things yeah. like that. You, 
Interestingly enough, when when that question was being asked, the person that came to mind first and foremost was Kurt Vonnegut. Mm. I mm-hmm. absolutely, I he he remains this this day my my favorite author, and I just I loved the way his mind worked, and I would just love to have. I, I would just love to have a dram with him and and just get his understanding of how he viewed the world. Like, what did the world look like through his eyes over a dram or two? And I think Kurt Vonnegut would be would be it. Yeah, it, it's not necessarily for for the two wives a, a whiskey question, but but Haida, who would you like to have a drink with from from history? Uh, and tomorrow, who would you like to have a cup of tea with? Um, I probably would follow your cue. Um, my my mom probably, yeah. My mom died when I was little. I would probably want to. Mm. Yep, if there were anybody I could could have a chance to to hang out with and chat with, that would be that would be it for me. Do you know what your mom nice. your mom drank? No, do I? No, I know that she liked black licorice. Um, mm. and she had good taste. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. Mm. Okay. And Tamara? Oh, you know the answer. That's my dad. Hands down. Hands down. Uh, and I would I would enjoy having you there drinking with my dad and and having a chat with the, you know the three of us and you know we joke about um how in the in the beginning my family is a little bit like whoa who is this guy but at this point my mom I think talks to you more than she talks to me and <laughs> that's true you go visit her every time you go to LA that's and true. um and I think if my dad had lived longer um he would have been the same way I mean not that he didn't like you when he <laughs> by the time he died I'm just saying I think that relationship would have grown and for me, even with the kids, it's seeing you with other people that gives me such satisfaction um, rather than being part of it because y- y- I don't necessarily like socializing in the same way that you do. And I know you you, you need your downtime and all that kind of stuff, but I, I'm, I'm certainly more introverted. And um, I get a lot of pleasure watching you and the boys laugh together Almost more than I think when I'm a part of it on some level. And wow. I think watching I you um, with my dad or you with my mom mm-hmm. just gives me such joy. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, just to, to tell them what you've, you know, gone from philosophy professor who supported me through my PhD because he died before I had just started my PhD mm-hmm. and then started your own business. I think he would have been hugely impressed and proud and I would have liked to see that. <laughs> Do you think he would you think he would still if Jason needed it would massage <laughs> his shit in the toilet to ensure oh, he got a good flush? Oh, oh my god. If, Absolutely. My he, dad is nothing if not a pragmatist. If he did it then he yeah, would seriously. doubly do it now. <laughs> seriously. Yeah. He wouldn't even roll up his sleeve this time. Oh, oh my like gosh. That's... There'd probably be more ribbing, but, uh, um, on, as in to On Jason. the poop. <laughs> Rib for Jason's pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> my diet has changed a lot. <laughs> All right, so here's another one. from. It's from Annabelle. Annabelle, good on okay. him. If you had to pick a musician your husband could emulate, who would it be? <laughs> wow. Ida. That my husband oh, could Lord. emulate. A musician. Oh, so boy. not be, but emulate. Boy, oh boy. 
So Josh is a musician, and what people might not know about him as a musician is that his heart is in disco. Yep. There's nothing better than a disco beat. (laughs) Um, And which I 100% appreciate um, just that, 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 that funky beat of, Uh uh, yep. A a disco bass beat. Um, So I don't know that I can think of a, of a musician for him to emulate. I mean, you can hear it in his music and I don't know. I, how much you guys talk about your My you, music? you yeah your music and no, you as a musician it's not, it's not on on here up. it's not it's no. not part of this dynamic at all but um, but Joshua is a is a serious musician yeah so I, I and I don't so I don't know how to answer that I just know that yeah you love a disco beat but it but it's not what I love it's who you would you like me to who would emulate. I like yeah. you to emulate so for me this is so this is a ribbed for my pleasure kind of question yes it is a ribbed mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it's a um, franche tickler franche an AF it's a tickler AF um, tickler is a Frenchman who would I want you could see you emulate I don't know <laughs> listeners love that one I do not know I don't know how to answer that yeah, it's a hard one. I, I don't know how I, I don't I thinking of Jason as a musician just doesn't even cross my mind. <laughs> but, but and I and I yeah, mean but, that in the most lovingly way possible. Well, okay, I mean, let me let is, me see if I can help you tomorrow. Okay. Even though Bob Dylan okay, even okay, though Bob work Dylan wife, work wife can can answer this one. <laughs> right, but but right, even even if Bob Dylan is a musician, so many people think of him more as, as a poet and mm-hmm. as a thinker, uh-huh. right? And mm-hmm. and so, you know, you don't necessarily have to go down the path of, oh, man, I wish he were like Dave Brubeck because I love his drumming. You know, it, it could be, a, you know, a, a lyricist or a, something like that. Well, maybe something that people don't know is that Jason had, well, he did study philosophy at University of Aberdeen. He was also a double major in Scottish literature and he took a lot of poetry classes and um, he wrote me quite a bit of poetry oh, back in the day. Um, I something I wish some embarrassing he would, poems. No, no, no. That's they too were bad. all really, I mean, they were good. I'm not a poet, so I don't know if they were good or not, but to me, they were fantastic. Um, Nothing and, you know, cringy? All the things that you... No. Well, I haven't read them in a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, I, at the time I was, I was hugely, um, um, proud and, and, and happy that he would send them to me. And I, over the years I've said, you know, all I want for my birthday this year is you to write me another poem Aww. and he just refuses to do it. He won't it, do it. So. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, that sounds I, about right. I, I will say this. I, I didn't show my creative writing teacher all of, all of the poems that I sent you, but the ones that I did share with my creative writing teacher, he said, we're all garbage. So, <laughs> so if, there's if you're that. looking for that dispassionate pair of additional eyes on something, but, um, but it just, there was no talent there, but none just, at all. But it just goes to show how confident you are that you would even show him. Like, I would never do that. I would never put myself out there like that. And I, I no admire way. that. That's that's a treat, treat was, that you have, that's a that treat was, that our son has. And we joke that, there's a joke going on in our house where we, you know, say, hey, boys, you might not know this, but your dad's kind of a big deal. It is right? a joke. It is a joke. That you say. We um, do chuckle. And, there's and, a lot but, of Will But as Ferrell I've always said, Jason, since I've met him, behind every joke, there's a little bit of truth. Mm-hmm. And... um 
Um, you know, and we also joke that our 13 year old is our, you know, since he was five was, you know, a middle-aged white guy, you know, has the confidence of a middle-aged white guy. So, um, it's certainly a Johnston trait and, and Neely didn't lack for confidence either. Murray certainly does not lack for confidence either. Um, and it, it can, it, it's baffles me, but it is also rubbed off on me a little bit that, you know, you put yourself out there like you have with this company and, and even with your poetry when you were young and bright eyed. And (laughs) I just thought you were just so groovy and Sweeney and and everything you wrote was awesome. I didn't. But to put some, some leaves on those branches for a moment though, think about Josh and I, both started whiskey blogs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We we both thought, and, and I've always said it, and, and I'm not entirely sure of your angle on it, Joshua, but I just wanted a place to put my whiskey notes. And I never once wrote my blog thinking of an audience. And, uh, Side no, note. <laughs> just to connect it back to childbirth. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I went into labor with Zev. I was hanging out with Kai. I was like, okay, I'm just going to hang out with Kai. And then Kai went to bed and I was like, okay, we probably need to go to the hospital soon. And Jason's like, okay, let me just finish this blog post. <laughs> <laughs> True story. He was dedicated. So he says, I just wanted a place to put my whiskey notes. No, he knew he had a following. By that point, (laughs) by that point, there were people reading, there were hits, there were comments. But, but But then we started a whiskey company thinking... Will people search this out? Yes, Will so people funny. come looking for this? Then we started a podcast, right? Oh gosh, yeah. And we sit and we talk. Would anybody listen but, to but, this? But Jason, right? You, your approach to it is quite different. You needed a place to put your notes. Ever since I was six years old, I wanted to be a rock star. I wanted to be on the stage <laughs> with adoring fans. And so when I started this blog, it was with the hopes that people would find what I was writing and my and you know, and I may inspire something, right? I, I like and this is you know uh, Is that true? Are you being truthful? I, I'm right being hundred percent truthful. Oh I I really, really Enjoy a spotlight being on me. I, I He's a ham. Well, that, I'm a ham. That much I know. Yes. Yeah. I, I yeah. Know. No. But you started I, your blog with that in mind. Um. Yeah, because it, mostly because, and I've told you this before, Jason. You know, I even to this day, right? I started my blog in 2008 ish, somewhere around there, and so that's a good 12 years ago. To this day, I do not have a local whiskey club or whiskey group yes and the blog the blog was a way for me to connect with other people in an electronic format to sure to bring them into the conversation so my hope was that i would start this blog and it would bring people in and then i would have people to talk to about whiskey i mean i mean i I wasn't looking looking and you had your jason had his local fan base already at that point and so um it probably was a different motivation for him. Yeah, but, th- but and that much I knew about you, Joshua, but those are two very strikingly different claims. Is number one, I started writing online to find a community, and I started writing online to get a spotlight and be discovered. Well, and, to be and, well, to no, be no, 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 seen no. Yeah, and yeah. to draw to, people, exactly. to draw like-minded people. To be people. seen, to be to draw people, yeah. I mean, it, it was yeah, that makes much more sense. It was an extraction of the rock star ism. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. 
you know, really, I just, I, I had so much respect, and, and to this day, still have so much respect for people like Sam Simmons, right, with Doctor Whiskey mm-hmm, and Serge Valentin and and Ruben and and Kevin yeah. Erskine and, and so many other whiskey writers, and yeah. I just. I, I wanted to be within that community. How did I get, how do I get within that community? And I liked that as a, a, as a goal. But if I can get people that I could just talk, talk with whiskey about along the way, man, you know, I couldn't ask for anything more. Yeah, the community aspect of that makes perfect sense given what we launched with the nation. Yeah. And it was with an idea of building a community there yeah and yep, now yep, yep. and now the podcast has its community as well it's it's been community building but not, not necessarily the goal from day one for me so uh, we're gonna have to go attend to our children here in a f- in a few minutes um and i have one final question but um maybe you guys have a final question for us before <laughs> i ask my final question okay no, no, no uh, maybe jason has something i'm curious to hear your question you just want us to focus on, on no you. no no I, I i wanted to focus on the wives even more than we have but <laughs> here we are um smooth talker it's <laughs> part of his charm i'm i'm gonna ask a question that i don't want to ask you which is how i know it's the right question to ask oh boy you don't want to ask you don't want the answer <laughs> both <laughs> we're approaching 2021 mm will be the 10th anniversary of Single Cast Nation. And we've talked about the, the origin portion where you said, you know, I'll, I'll support you if this is something you want to go for. At what point, assuming there has been a point, did you think this is off the ground? This is actually going to be a real thing? Um, given I'm not a business person I don't have an answer to that because (laughs) I don't know what that means I mean I know what my my marker is Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know that that's a real realistic marker for a business Mm -hmm. so maybe Haida has a yeah you you have Yes. I don't I don't think I have a good answer for that either. I don't I don't know what I think, you know, it being like a real business or something what what that actually means to me. I always thought it would be something. I mean, that that it would be a success in its own right is one thing. A success like to provide for our family, I'm not sure about that. Mm. I don't know. Um, but but that it would actually be something that you guys would do something that would leave a mark that would be noteworthy. I don't think I ever had any doubt of that. Hmm. Yeah, you, you kind of you 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 kind of piqued my my interest on on that one earlier, Haida, where you talked about being extreme hobbyists. Yes, and we it are. It's interesting how many times over the almost ten years, Joshua and I have been seen to be whiskey hobbyists oh. with this company. And and we've gone to pay great pains with people to say, no, this this is 
our profession. Oh yeah, no, this is no hobby and, for Joshua. No. Yeah. Or, or for you, you know, I know and, that, yeah. Right, right. And, and so saying that to people where, you know, this has been my full-time job for maybe five years at this point, mm-hmm. the business plan being that, you know, three years in, Jason could start moving away from philosophy. Um, it, it is, it's just, it's interesting that it still has that echo of, well, you're you're a couple of guys with a club buying casks. Yeah, that's not. And, yeah. <laughs> well, what, what did my sister say only just a year ago in her lovely tact? She said, you were talking about your global expansion, I think, to her one time that you were out in San Diego for business and you stopped and saw my family. And she said something like, huh, who would have thought? And uh, we, we were all thinking, what is this guy doing? But you've really done it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> nice, Natanya, nice. <laughs> um, but there was a time when you were working at, you know, either philosophy or another job at the same time. And it was just, it was too much. Yeah. It was too much for you to do both. Um, and so we've certainly made sacrifices as a family or actually, I wouldn't say sacrifices. I, I, I Allowances? Yeah, yeah. I would say that we haven't moved <laughs> forward in terms of our um, standard of living or anything like you know that that y- that you see for us. I don't necessarily see that for us, but um, you know, because you you spent so much time and 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 sweat and tears in philosophy and teaching is not an easy gig. Being a professor is not an easy gig, and. It was great that we had an avenue for you out of that. And you saw it as a path away from teaching and a way to support your family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very much so. I'm not sure I still see that. Yeah. Um, yep. Because, I mean, you guys worked so hard and everything you did went back into the company, right? And so our lives haven't really changed. We still are a very... I don't know what the word is. Humble, frugal, frugal. I don't know, frugal family, right? <laughs> um, and we struggled for many years, especially right after my PhD and um, before I found a permanent position. And and the thought of this being your full time gig was both scary and exciting. Um, it's still scary and exciting. So mm-hmm. that's why I don't really know if there's a point at which I mm-hmm. mean. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been a rough year for, for my job, given that I've lost part of my salary because of COVID and, and retirement contributions and that kind of thing. And so it, it, it'll feel really good um, when we find other ways to make up for, for those things. Um, Correct. But we're fine. Correct. Right. I mean, we are. We have more than enough. Um, <laughs> Very happily middle class. Yes. Is a position we never thought we would get to. No, we did not, especially <laughs> right after my PhD. Um, and I know, I know you really want me to be able to get out of academia if I want. Um, but I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to do this for you. Thank you. It's on record. Show me the money. It's on wax. <laughs> yep. It's her Cuba Gooding Jr. moment. Yeah. Um, okay, I, so I, I know you've got another one more question to get us out of here on this. I just very quickly want to say, obviously, thank you for having us. It has been a pleasure being here today. Thank you for it's joining us. It's probably been podcast. the most bizarre of our episodes. Wouldn't you say, Haida? <laughs> I would, I would, yes. Um, I, I don't know what... Oh, oh. 
questions. Okay, okay. That's not the one to get out of here, though. Okay, then I'll let you ask it. So, after, 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 no, wait, wait, he's got to tell them what, apparently they do this whiskey thing, Haida, and they have to tell people, yeah, they they have to tell people what they drink, because for some reason, people out there want to know what they're consuming, I don't know. I'll tell you what whiskey I'm I'm drinking. I'm, I'm sure everybody wants to know what whiskey I'm drinking. It is yes. um, a Nick Weiss Riesling. Weiss. Nick Weiss. It's German Re- Heights. You it's, should know this. It's, re- it's a Riesling, an estate bottled uh, Riesling. Uh, that's the whiskey that I'm drinking. It's not a Very whiskey. Very nice. Yep. <laughs> how, about, how about you, Tamara? What, what whiskey I have, do you have I today? have, in, in the classic Tamara fashion, have finished a lovely cup of char. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Just like our days in Aberdeen pubs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Gents? A little, little non-dairy milk and one sugar for you yeah, and you're yeah. happy. Jason, what are you... Uh, so, do you want me to... Uh, I'll, read, I'll read my... Okay. So, I started off drinking the... Where is it? Here it is. So this was the 10th anniversary Whiskey Show. It was a special bottling for Whiskey Show London. And the 10th anniversary, and it was a Sherry Lechig, 12-year-old, right? With that 3D label, isn't that cool? That's a lenticular. And that's that's what I started with. <laughs> and then I ended with the, uh, the very first Stones of Stenness bottling, Single Cast oh. Nation, 13-year-old... Uh, 13-year-old whiskey from Orkney, from a distillery on the Orkney Islands. I can't say the name. Was that intentional? Uh, yeah, we're not allowed to say the name. I hear you can park on the Highlands once you, once you get there. Anyway. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Is there a park there? There's a park on the Highlands. Just a parking oh, lot. Apparently. Yeah. And uh, it's from... It's like I may not like whiskey, park. but I pay attention <laughs> to parking lots. Yeah. It's a very high so, so yeah. land So the, the 13-year-old the Stones of Stenness. The, With the our hello, buddies on the label. Yeah, the Hello from the Magic Tavern bottling. Awesome. Yep. Well, Actually, this is, uh, I think it came up in my Facebook memories yesterday that that's when we went to the live taping. Oh, nice. It was yesterday. Oh, what, two years ago? That was oh, a wonderful live taping so of from the Magic Tavern. So good. Uh, I jumped in the Wayback Machine. I actually picked a cask that you and I selected before we had a company. So oh, this yes. is the the six year old Glen Glassa that that my group of whiskey lovers and your uh, any any local whiskey lovers that you could find under rocks exactly yeah uh, <laughs> we we came together and bought twenty shares in an octave and uh, by the time we bottled it none of us had enough whiskey for ourselves <laughs> but uh, peated Glen Glassa. Uh, in a very lively bourbon octave, absolutely fantastic. And then I followed that with a, a, a selection from our very first single cast nation release. I was pouring our Colhoman for your Oh, wow. See, I don't have an open uh, bottle of that. I'd, I'd have to open my <laughs> bottle and I'm not prepared so to So that's that. why I didn't pour the Aaron 12 or the Benriac 17. I don't have open bottles there of either go. of those. But I do have now about a half of the Colhoman 4 remaining. And I love drinking that whenever I can. I'll see you in but September when Mimi has her uh, bat mitzvah. Anyway, continue. 2021. I'll see you next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Oh. Hey, so, now. hey now. So, so given that we're we're being turfed out the door by Haida and Tamara here, there's there's one more question, and and then we will be out of here. Haida. Yes. For me. What What is that question? I, the Farina question. I have what? 
Was it? There was the final question. Oh, I thought question. you said you. Yep. I thought you said you had it. Hang I on. did. Oh, the one from Farina. Oh, okay. Yes. 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 In your current plans, Farina asks. In your current plans for the future of Single Cask Nation, what specifically are you most excited about? Oh, Jason, I was I was so nervous you were going to say Joshua. You go first. Um, what am I most excited about? We have so many irons in the fire between expanding into further markets with single cast nation. Like we just got into Israel. That's huge for me. Very cool. Right. It's very cool. It's very exciting. But we also have some new brands that we're working on that we can't really talk about. I mean, we can hint around at them. (laughs) We could be a bit squirrely about them, but we can't really talk about them. We can't. We can't. But it's, you know, so so here's the thing, right? And, and our listeners will know this, and you guys may or may not know this, but if you look at some of the other independent bottling companies, like Douglas Lang, like Cadden Heads, and, and some of the others, of course, they're doing a lot of single-cast bottlings, and they're getting notoriety through that, and they're making money through that. However, a lot of these... St- uh, independent bottlers are coming out with standard lines that would have a bit more continuity. And Jason and I are looking at some standard lines that will have continuity to them. And I'm kind of excited about that. Me and too. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's one thing Haida likes. It's a Whiskey with continuity. Oh, I'm all about it, Jason. You know me and my whiskey <laughs> continuity. But 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 it's but it's you know for me it's it's the expansion of our brands, right? The company yes. the company is J and J Spirits. Ow! Oh, kitten, oh, kitten, kitten, Ooh, kitten. Sorry, just there's a kitten situation. <laughs> right. So so what is what does J and J Spirits do? We've Shit. been doing single cast nation. Oof! Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> Fucking hell! Everything's falling it's, apart. It's, Everything's seriously, falling it's shit. surprising that the cats on both ends have not done this sooner. <laughs> we have one that's just patiently waiting outside—not so patiently waiting outside the door, waiting for me yeah. to go back to my grading. Yeah. She's sitting on the top landing above the top step. A black cat <laughs> oh, in the so darkness. <laughs> She's just waiting for me to trip over her and fall to my death. <laughs> like she watches me closely all the time. But if if my excitement earlier was that we got to a place where we were able to hire someone and now we're looking at being able to hire a second person. The idea of coming out with a product line that has continuity is just another one of those things that just makes this all feel that much more real. Like, still, at the end of every day, I feel like Jason and I are just a couple of guys that are bottling stuff that we like. And oh, by the way, we're making a bit of money along the way and we're, we're feeding the company and, and, and that's great. But it still just feels like a couple of guys. And, and someone had said to us in, in, a, in a meeting we were in a week, or two, a week ago, two weeks ago, whatever it was, where they would say, you know, you guys as businessmen, let me ask you this question. And Jason's answer was perfect. And it was, we're not businessmen. We're not business people. Yes, you are. We're, you need to see yourself as that. <laughs> but, I mean, we, we are. I mean, we're running a business, and it's been successful, yeah. and it's growing, and, and all that. But it doesn't at any point 
feel like we're business guys, you Mm -hmm. know, like, and it's these little things. It's the hiring of this person, the hiring of that person, the creation of this new product that all, right. It gets back to what you said, you had said earlier, Heide, is like, what do I want to be when I grow up? Mm -hmm. Like, these are those little things that are happening as we're growing up. That gets me really excited. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I agree with all of the above. Of course, uh, an additional uh, <laughs> bit of excitement as we look into the future is getting back out and seeing people again. Mm. Um, doing Tamara vigorously shakes her head. No, <laughs> As I'm and nodding, nodding. Yes, clearly shown. The people need you. You've clearly shown you don't need to travel as <laughs> how well you've been doing. So, yeah, that's not going to fly with me anymore. <laughs> Uh, I I really want to get back out and do another live podcast. Oh my gosh. Those are yes. so much fun. So much fun. Seeing the listeners and yeah. interacting with the listeners is it's just so much fun. And and I've I've definitely missed that. I do want to emphasize hiring another person is hugely exciting. And of course, working on more brands and and getting those full exposure is a, a future wrinkle as well. So there's there's tons going on. There's more casks to be purchased, more markets to be broken into. But as far as Thanksgiving goes, and that this is a, a very different year for Thanksgiving, I have been very excited that the four of us have been able to spend some time together mm. doing silly things with microphones in our hands. I'm going to miss you guys on Thanksgiving. I know. It's I know. sad. It was a good tradition we had started. Yeah, I think even Ellen's going to come down. Well, he is coming down. He's confirmed. Um, <laughs> um, and it'd just be weird without you guys. Yeah, He's bringing we're definitely going to miss it. Massachusetts COVID. Yeah, 2021. Um, 2021. Yeah. Yep. Um, I have a, a very quick question. I hear your fan base would like you to do like a YouTube oh, type of show. Yes. Did Joshua ask this question? No. No. N- no, yeah. I heard this. I don't know where I heard. Maybe it was on the Facebook page. I, I, I do troll your page a little bit. Well, not troll, but I do observe your page sometimes. Um, <laughs> how much do you think your wives would kill you if you added something <laughs> else like a YouTube channel? On a scale of to a little already, dead to super dead. To, to, a, to an already <laughs> spread thin couple of guys who do way too much for the whiskey world. Yeah. Um, I love every moment of it, but how much do you think you should not do that because of your wives? <laughs> That's a good question. How much do you think you should not do that? I mean... <laughs> That's, from, that's probably the moment for us to get out of here, right, Josh? <laughs> oh, is it that time already? I mean, from my perspective, I, I don't, I don't have much of an interest doing a YouTube. You don't? No. I mean, in a, even though even with that hair, Joshua, it's a spotlight. Look at him! Look at him! Vastly yeah, but, on his own well, answer. I, I have a, I have a the I have disco, a side, the hair. I have a face for radio. This, this is the thing. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I feel like you more and more have YouTube hair, though. I do have YouTube hair. I, I will. Yeah, say, I will be known say, for the hair. I will say this. I will say this. We are going to be incorporating a third monthly podcast. 
Yeah. Motherfucker. Mm-hmm. But it's only happening once a month mm-hmm. tomorrow. You won't even Does notice. everybody know about that? D- apparently, Jason, d- apparently oh! tomorrow doesn't. Because look at Jason. Holy <laughs> shit. Look at that. Gotta make some surprises for the podcast. Jason, do you do you have heating in your doghouse or no? <laughs> what, yeah, how is it out there? Is we it winterized? call it an office. <laughs> oh, the office. We don't call Your it a doghouse. Do- oh, it's an it's office. An office. Dog no, it's just an office. There's a reason why it's the darkest room in the house and the coldest. <laughs> There's a it's reason for this type of scenario. There's a reason why my office has a pull-out bed in it. <laughs> oh Jesus! I totally got Jason in trouble. He's not getting any tonight. Oh, uh, I wouldn't go that far. We like if he gets dinner. I already made it. Okay. All right. So, how do you want to <laughs> close this out? Yeah, I've got oh, some things I need to attend to after Ooh. this. On that note, is that is that how we're ending it? On this note, oh. uh, well, why don't you just say some sort of closing? I don't know what you guys normally say on your closing. Well, we, we say chin chin. We so we could thank you guys. We'd like to thank Joshua Hatton, mm-hmm. Jason Johnston Yellen for mm-hmm. joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Good. And, and for not talking too much about tasting, that's great. Yeah, thank you for not um, talking a lot about whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, oh. I think our <laughs> listeners probably appreciate that. And Haida, as always, I've enjoyed our time oh. on our podcast. Oh, and me as well, Tamara. Always. It's just wonderful. Yes. All right. And as we always close off, click, 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 click. <laughs> <laughs> two clits. Two clits. <laughs> <laughs>